Have you ever felt like your heart was fluttering or pounding against your chest? If your heart races and even skips a beat and the feeling lasts for a few minutes, you could have a condition called atrial fibrillation. Let's talk about it today with Dr. Kevin Whelan, the Chief Medical Officer at Baylor Scott & White Heart and Vascular Hospital in Dallas. This is Heart Speak, the podcast from Baylor Scott and White Heart and Vascular Hospital in Dallas-Fort Worth. I'm Prakash Chandran. So, Dr. Whelan, let's start by learning a little bit more about what atrial fibrillation is. Well, Prakash, uh, let, let's start out with how the heart works normally. Heart's a mechanical pump that has an electrical control system, very much like the spark plugs in your automotive engine. The timing of that is coordinated by a region called the sinus node, which is the normal time clock that regulates your heart helps slow it down when you go to sleep at night, helps it speed up when you need to do your normal daily activities or when you start doing uh, more aggressive physical sports, running, jogging, etc. That electrical system is complicated in that it coordinates the top and bottom half, right and left side of your heart and keeps the valves opening and closing as efficiently as possible. Atrial fibrillation is a short circuit in the control mechanism in the top part of the heart causing it to be very, very erratic and frequently very rapid. And much like if you were driving your car on the ice and your wheels started spinning, speedometer's going fast, you're just not moving, the heart's not pumping effectively when it goes into atrial fibrillation. You know, I'm wondering, uh, I feel like I've experienced some of this before when I'm working out really hard, but I'm curious as to how someone might know that they have atrial fibrillation, and, and is it common? It's a common electrical problem. It occurs in uh, up to 10% of the population by the time they're in their 80s. Uh, we tend to see it begin um, in the 40s, 50s, and then increase increasingly after that. And there are different risk factors associated with AFib. Probably the, the, the most important thing you hit on is if an individual feels like their heart skipping, racing, uh, very fluttery sensation in their chest, uh, that might be the manifestations of atrial fib that they would be aware of in terms of, of feeling this sensation of irregular rapid beating. It could also be associated with difficulty breathing, doing normal activities that you would normally be able to do without any trouble, uh, all of a sudden uh, become much more difficult to do. Uh, there can be lightheadedness, shortness of breath, and in some individuals there can be chest discomfort uh, associated with it because if the heart's beating overly rapidly, it's taxing itself uh, and, and it can manifest in many different ways in individual patients depending on other conditions that they may have. Okay, and what are the, the risks or dangers associated uh, with atrial fibrillation? Is it just something that the individual has to deal with, or can it lead to other more serious things? There are three things that are associated with atrial fib. One, having atrial fibrillation is associated with a slightly reduced life expectancy. That's very complicated and may be due to other cardiovascular problems that a person has, and atrial fib is one of those manifestations. More commonly, atrial fib divides itself into two categories. It increases one's risk of having a stroke, which is a blood clot that breaks loose and goes to the brain and causes an impairment of brain function. More commonly, atrial fib manifests in an alteration in the efficiency of the heart to do its job. So, people experience the symptoms we've talked about, uncomfortable sensation 
of something just not feeling right in their chest, their heart's fluttering or racing at a time when they're sitting at their desk working on their computer, they're not up doing sports or some activity. And there's a disconnect between the speed of the heart and the activity that that person is doing. The other manifestations can be a decrease in the cardiac performance such that someone feels lightheaded, short of breath, and in very uncommon circumstances, atrial fib can be so rapid that it can be associated with blacking out. That's good to know. So I'm curious, um, you know, at Baylor Scott & White, um, how is AFib diagnosed and then how do you go about treating it? The only way that atrial fib can be clearly diagnosed is with an EKG recording while the episode is occurring. There are other conditions which can cause the heart to be irregular. Atrial fib is a specific pattern of electrical abnormality in the heart. So getting an EKG, that can be from an Apple iWatch. It can be from a, uh, a live core monitor that can be connected to any smartphone. It can be from a medically prescribed monitor that a patient wears for variable lengths of time, anywhere from a couple of days up to a month. Some patients experience uh, atrial fib very, very infrequently, and it can be sometimes difficult to, to diagnose, but we fortunately do have Uh, a number of long-term strategies, and there are even monitors that can be injected underneath the skin uh, as an outpatient procedure with a little bit of local anesthetic that lasts for three years and and sends radio telemeter data to an internet connection to help diagnose very difficult uh, cardiovascular conditions. So uh, the EKG, what they're going to try and do is, uh, I guess, reproduce the scenario within the hospital, maybe put you on a treadmill or something, um, but they do really need to see it as it's happening. So if that doesn't work, that's when all of these techniques that you're talking about or even wearing like the Apple iWatch might be helpful because it will record it uh, if it's happening outside the hospital and then you can analyze the data. Is that correct? Exactly. And, you know, in doing a little bit of research, I, I see that you're a cardiologist, but I've also uh, heard that you're known as an electrophysiologist. Uh, can you talk a little bit about what that means? Well, that's a, a large medical term that basically means I'm an electrician of the heart. So if you step back simplistically, you got plumbers, and you got electricians. And I deal with all of the aspects of the electrical control system, the parts of the heart that regulate the rhythm, cause it to go out of rhythm, and then techniques that can fix that through either medications or ablation procedures where we go inside the heart and freeze or spot weld uh, some of these electrical short circuits to correct them back to normal or prevent them from shorting out in the first place. The plumbers are the guys that go in and fix the blockages that are associated with heart attacks and cholesterol buildup. Very simplistic, but it gets the point across. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, it seems like there are a lot of mechanisms to figure out what is going on in terms of diagnosing what you have. Um, You know, you obviously have a specialty in figuring out that electrical work that's going on in the heart, but maybe talk to people about once it is diagnosed, what can you do to help people with atrial fibrillation? Well, the key point you made is we have to make the appropriate diagnosis. So, we need to correlate the symptoms or, or, in some cases, asymptomatic atrial fib where the patient isn't even aware of it. Um, and that can be more problematic because not being aware of it, it oftentimes doesn't get treated until later in the disease process, and, and that has some other problems. But let's say we've made the diagnosis, then we want to try to determine are there specific 
uh, risk factors that an individual can help modify that may reduce the episodes of AFib or assist in the management of that. Those can be dietary issues. Too much alcohol is a very common one. Uh, too much caffeine can sometimes play a role. Uh, obesity, sleep apnea, um, and uh, substance use. So various dietary stimulants that people may be using to, to try to, to lose weight or some of these uh, vitamin pills with various uh, uh, unknown ingredients in them can sometimes have a, a deleterious effect on, on the heart. Then we want to define if there are other specific uh, medical problems. I mentioned one, sleep apnea, high blood pressure, other heart conditions where that it, atrial fib may be associated with a leaky heart valve, blockage problems, various uh, conditions where the, the heart muscle may thicken abnormally. And then there's a large group of patients who have a term that we call idiopathic AFib, where it's probably related to a genetic predisposition. Oftentimes, there are other family members that may have had irregular heart rhythm problems in the past. And they may be, the individual may have no other medical problems except atrial fibrillation. And um, that represents a, a, a different category. So the approach to management is combinational. Look at those areas where the individual may be able to modify lifestyle factors which have an adverse impact on their cardiovascular wellness. Manage those medical conditions such as blood pressure or sleep apnea. Then look at uh, strategies to deal with the atrial fibrillation and that may involve medications that help calm electrical irritability in the heart. And more commonly today, we're moving on to strategies where we actually go inside the heart, map out the electrical network, and isolate those areas that are short-circuiting or misbehaving and freeze them or use this other technology that I describe as spot welding them to neutralize their ability to cause this short circuit that results in atrial fibrillation. So Dr. Whelan, as we wrap up here, I just wanted to know if there's anything that you'd like to leave our audience, um, especially those that might be experiencing atrial fibrillation and, and haven't really looked into it, um, what might you tell them uh, around you know, taking care of themselves and their heart? Number one is to pursue a heart-healthy lifestyle. But if you have symptoms, don't be afraid to try to get a diagnosis. Uh, some people wait too long and put off, put off, and in any medical condition, if there is something more serious going on like atrial fib, our ability to give the patient a better outcome is much higher when we detect the process earlier on in the disease process. Go to your physician, say, look, I'm, I have these issues, what can we do to figure them out? Or we have a specialized center uh, at Baylor in, uh, in arrhythmia management to help patients with this type of a condition and, and can provide them with many of the tools that we talked about. All right, Dr. Whelan, extremely informative and really appreciate your time today. That's Dr. Kevin Whelan, the Chief Medical Officer at Baylor Scott & White Heart and Vascular Hospital in Dallas. Thanks for checking out this episode of HeartSpeak. To find a specialist on the medical staff, please call 1-844-279-3627 or visit BaylorHeartHospital.com. If you found this podcast helpful, please share it on your social channels and be sure to check out the entire podcast library for topics of interest to you. Thanks and we'll talk next time.